Hi there, my name's Laura and I'm the back half of Stella Tandem, a record-breaking attempt to cycle around the world in 2022. And in the lead up to our trip, we're speaking to lots of people from the worlds of endurance and, and cycling um, to get lots of tips and tricks along the way. And today I'm joined by Katie Cookerborough, who is a long distance cyclist, YouTuber and yeah, all sorts of <laughs> other bits and bobs too. <laughs> Hi, Katie. Hey, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Cool. Um, first, yeah, you've got kind of a, a bit of an interesting backstory. And I, I think that's one of the most interesting things about you, because you've not always been a um, massively sporty person, or it's not always been like you've, you've grown up into the, in the world of endurance cycling. You kind of you've come into it a bit later on. So, yeah, tell us how it all started. Um, I basically, I'd always played like netball. I was always really sporty at school, to be fair. Like I'd always played um, like netball, football. Like I'd always wanted to do all the sports. Like I really liked being active and outdoors. And then I started running for a little bit. And then I did like London Marathon and then I got injured. Then I just was like, oh, I don't want to do running anymore. And then it was, so I kind of still did like a little bit of running. Then I went traveling um, as all Brits do. I went to Australia. <laughs> And Southeast Asia and um and then I ended up buying a bike while I was in Adelaide just because I was like oh it's a, a way of getting around like it's a way of like exploring new places and so I yeah I basically bought a road bike I had no idea I'd, I'd ridden a bike as a kid but I'd not I'd not um had one for like well I stopped cycling because I basically hit a parked car when I was on my way home oh my goodness I my friend, yeah <laughs> And I didn't ride a bike then for about 15, 18 years because I was like, I sold the bike after that. It was, it was like my kid's bike. It was like a kid's bike. I was a kid. And then like I crashed into this parked car and I was like, I don't ever want to ride a bike ever again. Um, basically, I wasn't looking where I was going. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, then I got this bike, this road bike and just loved it straight away. And at the time I was about 100 kilos. So it wasn't particularly easy to ride up and down hills but I just really loved it and like when I started I remember like my first big ride was like I think it was about 30k out to the beach and 30k back and like 60k was like really it was like it felt like I'd just ridden like the Tour de France or something I was like oh my god I can't believe I've just ridden this far <laughs> and then I guess it just yeah it just went from there and I just started riding more and more and just really loved it yeah and yeah you, you know your, your stories um it's really interesting to follow through all your your youtube videos and things like that because it's all, all documented on there but what do you think it was it that appealed to you about cycling because you say you know you, you've done lots of different sports kind of um growing up but but now you're pretty cycling hooked so is yeah, there anything I, you can pinpoint that you know kind of I makes think it, yeah i think it was like the exploring like the fun side of that that i loved the most like i guess with running you you can only run so far I guess before you're just really tired um and you can't see as much whereas I think with a bike you got to see so much more and I just loved it and also you can sit down and eat I mean like what other sport do you there's, there's a lot of, lot of pain. Going, like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely like, one like of the benefits like, <laughs> yeah I'm up for that um, I, I just think it's just such a an amazing sport I just really love it and I love being able to like like I say explore on it and travel different countries and 
just different climbs and I just, oh, I just think it's amazing and then you can also do things like commute on it like I lost a lot of the weight I had was literally just commuting to and from work it's just like so practical to and like better for the environment to be able to have one less car on the road and be able to ride everywhere yeah and I think that's a, that's a really good point actually I mean yeah there's, there's something very special about seeing the the world at a speed of a bicycle yeah. But I think I'm I'm a cycle commuter as well. And having that factored into your day to day life so it becomes a habit, it, it makes it so much easier rather than thinking, oh, my goodness, I must go on a ride. I need to fit my exercise in. Yeah. Making it part of day to day, I think, is, is, a, is a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously you, you've lost a lot of weight during the process of you taking up cycling and obviously got a lot fitter along the way. Um, mm. And you obviously fabulous now on a, on a bike. Right. Um, it's um, maybe a bit of a, a controversial question that um, do you think you need to be skinny to ride a bike? I mean, was oh, that one of the barriers no. to you? No, no, no. When I first started, like I say, I was 100 kilos and like I just wore what I felt comfortable and like I didn't want to wear lycra. I literally just wore leggings and I wore like a loose t-shirt. And I I actually remember um, riding to the gym once and I remember it makes me feel really sad some guys like shouted out of a car like oh you're so fat like and I was just oh, like that's just awful. awful. Um, and it just really upset <clears throat> sorry I'm not getting choked up it's just a croaky throat um, <laughs> and I just remember thinking like I won't always be like this though like I'm get, I'm trying my best to get fitter and I always think like if I ever see anyone that that is a little bit bigger on a bike I just think do you know what good on them like because I know what I think I think it's actually done me good because it makes me remember what it was was like to be heavier on a bike because it's hard to carry the weight so yeah I was really impressed if I somebody that's you know carrying a bit extra weight getting up a hill I think blimmin' heck yeah good on them for like having a crack at it and like and and equally like I was probably fitter even when I was bigger on a bike I was probably still fit because I was riding so much Mm. and so I don't always think like necessarily being way lighter and skinny is always necessarily like oh you're always going to be fitter because I know people that are, are really small and petite that aren't, that don't really do much whereas um if you're riding a lot and I guess the other beauty of if you are heavier is on a bike you're not um impacting your knees like with running when I was at my biggest I was still trying to run and I injured my back I like I had like something with I think it was like my sciatic nerve when I was in Australia and I was like oh it cost me so much to go and try and get it fixed I could barely walk because I was trying to still run um and so when I was yeah it's just so much better on your joints I think and yeah, yeah you definitely impact. don't need to be and you don't have to wear lycra you can wear whatever you want especially now with like gravel riding there's like so many different types of cycling clothing that are a lot more acceptable now they're just kind of like oh just wear what you want on a bike I yeah. don't judge if people that are judged then just they're not worth knowing, are they? <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. And, you know, I think it's kind of good to dispel that myth that, yeah, you need to wear something like to be a cyclist or you need to look, look like Chris Froome, who's a yeah. stick insect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you definitely don't. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it's one of the great things about you is you, yeah, you do put that message across and, yeah, you know, make it so accessible to people getting into cycling. Um, and then, you know, most people who do, who do enjoy cycling, you know, they get into cycling, they, they join a club, they do a few rides, they might do a bit of Sunday riding and things like that. Um, with you, it seems to have scaled out of all proportion to, to riding, uh, you know, epic Audax rides, long distance events. 
how how did you get into the long distance side of it what what was the <laughs> well I went to it was a it was a vegan cycling festival actually in Thailand and one of the oh, wow. things they did was it was riding from Chiang Mai to Doi Intanon, which is the, the it's like a 40k climb and I think the total distance of that was like I think it was maybe 200k and the first year I'd gone I was like well there's no way I'm doing that and then the next year I was like oh I wonder if I could like potentially like train to be able to go and do this huge ride so I did like a two I think it was like 230k Audax and oh my god it was just so painful and it was it was fairly flat as well but it just hurt so much by then I was like how have I just ridden 230k (laughs) um and yeah I just I just love it I just love being able I think it's because I feel like and you're probably the same is that when you like I don't know when you've ridden a long way like I just did that with my legs like I'll always love doing a big ride and getting literally back outside my front door like I've just seen all that just literally from using my legs like I just find that how how is that possible to ride that far like it's mad I just love it yeah no and you know if you're riding something like a 600k and you, you know when you ride across the country or like the length of Wales yeah. or something like that and you look back I think I've seen all of that at the speed of a bicycle I think yeah that, yeah it's mega isn't it like yeah. it's just really <laughs> like and, and to be fair like I guess as endurance goes I'm just doing like very short distances I'm not doing the really really big stuff um not yet anyway but I just I just really love like I think it's as well like I don't know it's like pushing your body and seeing what your body is capable of almost like I love that and I'm like I I didn't think it was possible to do it especially when you do like that first 60k and it's like it feels like the longest thing in the world and then you go out and I'm able to do like 600k I'm like how 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 can I do that it's just crazy (laughs) yeah no it is isn't it and when you tell people about the distances you run and things if they're not in the the, the, you know could you know those fears they they just they can't get their heads around it at all it's it's quite funny I know Um, my dad is my dad gets really proud like I remember he um I I showed him it's like oh what have you done this weekend so I sent him my little straw I was like oh this is where I've been he's like you what you've been and then he like sends it to his friends and like he's it's like he shows off to it not shows off but he's like he'll tell his friends like bloody hell look where Katie went this weekend and he's like oh my god and I'm like oh I just think it's really sweet and I guess when you're not into that it does seem I don't know a big thing to do I guess guess it is but I guess when you're in it it doesn't feel it anymore I guess it's all relative isn't it and what you build up to do yeah, and it's it's funny, isn't it? Because you you kind of you lose that sense of perspective, and um, yeah, certainly I'm like, oh, you know, oh, I'll, I'll just go out and do a 200k, or if you yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I should, you know, I feel if I've not done an SR series every year, I'm like, oh no, and yeah, yeah actually, that's a massive thing. It's a massive achievement. It really, really is, and I think sometimes maybe we get a little bit not complacent with it, but like I'll just say, oh, like on my videos, I'll sometimes say, oh, I'm just doing 100k, and then some people are like, what do you mean, just like that's a a big day and I'm like I guess it is and then you just don't want to come across like I don't know yeah you don't <laughs> want to put anybody off the, you know for, like, I oh think, it's you know. just 100k because <laughs> you know, the idea of doing 100k when I first started was a huge deal so I don't ever want to try and forget that because it yeah, is definitely. a big deal um and then you you know you've done quite a lot of of the Audax rides and things like that have you had a favorite ride so far hmm one that's really stood out really one of the 
best audaxes that I've ever done. It's called Delightful Dales and it's 200k. In oh, the it's Dale. an Andy Corliss one, isn't it? It is, yes. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That man is yeah. a monster. <laughs> he is. So if any of the listeners don't know, Andy Corliss is one of the um, Audax organisers from Burnley, CC. And he just creates like these horrific, hilly, the most brutal rides you can do. Um, but I love him. Like we love it because it's just like it is a real challenge. And it, it, he just always picks a really great route. And that 200... I don't think you go on like a main road once. It's all so remote. It just picked, it's just a brilliant way of seeing. So if any of you want to do a, a really nice 200, it's a tough 200, but it's the most beautiful one I think I've ever done. It's just it amazing. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's very, very scenic, isn't it? Yeah, it's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, what about yeah. you? Which one Which one would you say is yours, your favourite? Oh, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> you flipped it around now, haven't you? Um, <laughs> I'd be tempted to say something like the Brian Chapman as much as I probably would never say that when I'm writing it. What is it like? Um, it's amazing because that that is one where you you look at your, your map afterwards, your Strava, and you've literally ridden the length of Wales and back in less than four, hopefully, less than 40 hours. Um, and it's one that we've done on tandem now and that I've also done solo myself, although I've, I almost cracked in the last the last kind of What quarter. is it like on a tandem, though? Oh, it is attritional on a tandem because it is so hilly. It's such a hilly ride, too. Um, it is hilly. I've seen over it. The Clamberis Pass. Yeah, there's, um, oh, there's a big climb up before McIntliff, but it's just, it's beautiful. It's, you know, it's like the really? best way to see Wales but it's it's a tough tough ride and which yeah. would on that on the route which would you say is the toughest climb on there um there's nothing particularly steep so everything you know everything is, is easily get upable but I think, yeah there's there's a climb um that's on the way back so you you head north to begin with, you start at Chepstow in the south and you ride to Menai Bread in the north of Wales near Anglesey. Um, and there's a stop point at a youth hostel in Dolgethlau um, that's about halfway up. So you go up through it and then you go to the top of Wales and come back down and then you normally would stop there for your overnight stop. And I say overnight, um, I think we normally get about two hours sleep there. <laughs> um, at about five in the morning but then starting up after that there's a climb I can't remember exactly where it is or what it's called and it's only a gradual climb but it goes on and on and on and because you've just woken up and because it's that time in the morning and you're already you've already done about 400k by this point so you've got that in your legs it just feels absolutely attritional um wow. but the Lamberis Pass is I, I really like that climb because it's one that I can just you know I can get my little legs straight up, up. Yeah. um so I know some people dread that one, but I really enjoy that one. But this climb, I think it's just because of where it is in the ride is, yeah, that always sticks in. You know, I can remember when we got to it on the second time we'd done it, I was just like, oh, no, I remember this. <laughs> um, yeah, so Katie, you, after, you know, you've obviously got into the Audax scene and everything like that, but you, you've documented this all, um, basically all along the way on your YouTube channel. How did how did that start? How did this kind of idea of do you know what I'm not even oh, 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 just going to do these rides? I'm going to go out and film them as well. I don't even really know. I think when I got my bike, I started filming like just stuff for YouTube. Um, I don't know. I just I kind of like doing it, and I guess 
because I was a journalist before, I guess I just liked documenting things. I kind of like telling stories. And I guess it was just from that and that I just liked, I guess it was almost because I like looking back on things and like looking back on like some, one of my most favorite videos that was the first 400K that I did. Like I love looking back on that video. It sounds probably a bit narcissistic, but I loved it. I just met loads of people on that ride and I just, it, I just loved it. And I felt like, I think, one of the other main reasons is I felt like for me as a female, like I felt like when I saw other women do things like that encouraged me and thought, oh, well, if she's doing that, well, maybe I can do that. And so that really encouraged me. Do you know Grace? Um, um, Lambert Smith? Yeah. 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 So yeah, she had, she was, um, she had a blog and she was documenting all her training stuff for doing Transcon. And I was only just, I don't think, maybe I'd done a couple of old axes at that point. And I remember reading her blogs and I was so like encouraged, inspired. I was like, if she can do all this training, if she can do it, then like, why can't I try and do the same thing? Not necessarily do transcom, but why can't I like and seeing her and people like Angela Walker, you know, and, you know, and yeah, like yeah, seeing people <laughs> like her do all these like epic, insane rides. I was like, oh, maybe I can do it. And so I kind of wanted to be, to try and be that for somebody else starting out and being like oh well she's come from like being you know 100 kilos struggling to ride a bike and then now she's able to do audaxes maybe I could do the same thing and I think it's so important to have like someone visible and I, I don't know I think and I think personally I think guys are different I think guys just kind of jump into something like yeah whatever I'll just give it a go whereas <laughs> I feel like women are a little bit more like they want that I speaking from experience I feel like I needed that like not reassurance but seeing someone else do it first I guess yeah that yeah, gave me the no, encouragement to do it yeah. so yeah, yeah no, that definitely. was when I just started filming it <laughs> yeah and you know if you um, look at any of your YouTube videos the, the stream of comments you get afterwards are just all so positive and there's so many people taking like really positive yeah. things from giving your videos it's just amazing and I think that's something that we'd be really keen to do as well is you know if we could just inspire one person yeah. just to get out there and give it a go be it on a bicycle or whatever just do something you know really positive I think that's that's just immense you know yeah. it's such an amazing no thing. you you absolutely are and like the fact that you do what you do on a um a tandem I'm just like ha like if they're doing that on a tandem <laughs> like I can is it sorry just to keep asking you questions is it harder no. on a tandem like a lot um, hills are definitely harder it does go it will go faster along the flat so like our flat speed is way faster than I'd ride on a solo bike maybe not Steve but yeah um and it descends like a, an absolute rocket but it depends on the terrain because it's obviously it's a bit it's harder to handle on a descent particularly say it's gravelly yeah. or you know it's a more technical descent it's actually harder to handle as much as it goes downhill faster um but the climbs oh my goodness it it just stops <laughs> it just grinds to a halt and we found this on on all points north which no matter how we planned the route there was you know you can't avoid the hills in the north um so it just got you know every hill you just hit it and it stopped and it was just yeah you're going... how do you because I sometimes you know if something's really steep and you have to stop for a sec or I struggle sometimes getting back going on something steep how on earth do you do that uh, on a tandem it, it's not worth stopping oh, it's, <laughs> you're just like I'm not gonna stop <laughs> if I start going we just grind and grind if we if we do need to stop for some reason on a climb it's yeah it's really tricky and 
because we have to I have to be careful how much pressure I put through because there's the um, crossover chain as well. So if I'm putting too much pressure through or in the wrong gear or something like that, I could risk damaging things. So I often Steve needs to very gently start from his end at the front and then I join in once we've got going. (laughs) But it means that it's a very, yeah, it's a bit of a, a coordinated maneuver getting started on a hill it's yeah I can't coordinate myself <laughs> never, never mind try to coordinate <laughs> with another person like try to get going on a steep hill again I'm like no I've got another question for you about the tandem I'm sorry this is like switched around no, <laughs> right so because I always think if I was on a tandem I would just sometimes riding with someone else I'm like I'm like you're going too quick slow down how do you like what's the word like uh, agree on like speed and pace because I just like just slow down and I'm like oh you're what you're doing like how do you you must obviously be so comfortable with each other in that there's no kind of that you can be really honest and just be like go faster or hurry up or you know what I mean like you've got to be really open and yeah, I mean, I suppose, yeah, I mean, yeah, Steve always says that um, <laughs> if I'm on the back, like, because obviously I can kind of go hands-free a bit, so I can do admin on my phone stuff <sighs> and stuff like, you know, check the route and, you know, I can look at Watch up, a bit of know, Netflix, uh, you know. <laughs> watch a bit of Netflix, <laughs> not quite. Um, but, you know, I can check, so I can check, like, accommodation or things like that on the, but he, he says he can always tell if I'm on my phone checking that he's like the power just goes out the back and he's always like come on put more power in and I'm like okay I'm coming but you know we could really do with knowing you know where we're going next or something like that um but I think the main thing is um for me because I've you know was a solo cyclist before was the descents and the first time we went out on the tandem we're around our normal lanes there's this tiny literally tiny little dip um but it's just enough it's just steep enough that you'd get out the saddle on the other side on a solo guy and we went down that I cried (laughs) I was like oh this is so fast I can't see where I'm going stop make it stop and he's like we're going at like 20 miles an hour I'm like no it's too fast make it stop (laughs) um it was awful and actually as I say it does go fast one the one of the other ones was um again on the Brian Chapman there's this beautiful descent down to McKinsley and it's like um I think the tandem it went above 40 miles an hour on the way down there and I and I had my eyes closed we got to the bottom and I was like a shaking record it was like what's wrong with you you know it's It's an amazing descent if you would see yeah if you could see but the fact that you can't see you're just you've got to see going and he I've got um I've got we've got a drum brake so I've that's one thing I have control of is his drum brake but of course you can't have somebody just grabbing a brake because he's you know controlling the bike so I can only use that under strict instructions because it'd be much more risky for me just grab that and push it on so I'm like hanging on to this brake going oh my gosh make it stop make it stop but yeah yeah I don't know how you do and he's he's you know he's a more experienced descender than me so he's you know he doesn't bat an island at doing these speeds whereas it's been good for me because I think it's kind of taught me a lot about descending and getting used to being at that speed so I'm now a lot faster on a solo bike but yeah it was I mean what's the worst argument you've had with him on the tandem oh goodness oh actually yeah yeah. (laughs) we had one and this was on the name's gone pair of curtains ordax um so it's a 600 again. I know that one yeah my Back friend end, actually, yeah. yeah I hate the name yeah, of it it's... I really hate the name of that I don't know why just I don't like it <laughs> sorry anyway sorry 
I believe it was that one. And we were in the back end, so we're both tired, both not on sleep. The weather was disgusting. It was pouring it down. It was cold. It was wet. And I was soaked through. And I was getting quite cold. But I was, you know, I, was, I had enough to eat. I was quite happy otherwise. But I was getting chilly and I just wanted to crack on. Steve was hungry. <laughs> And this is the problem you get on tandem is if you're out of sync. So he was hungry. So he wanted to stop. And we stopped at this cafe. And it was one of those cafes that just dragged. Everything took forever. And I was like, come on, come on. I just want to get going because now I'm absolutely freezing. Now we've stopped. I don't need anything to eat. And yeah, I just and we actually are on, on solo bikes as well. Um, so I was just determined to get going and I, I think I stormed off across this road <laughs> onto the it was like crossing a main road onto a small side road stormed across there battered off on my bike and didn't speak to him for about 20k oh, we've all done it we've all been there <laughs> Livid, so grumpy. yeah and it's always when the weather's bad it's never when it's yeah. like a lovely view it's always so I blame the weather yeah and it's just it's just that thing of being out of sync and I was just like if I stop I just know I'm gonna get so cold but there was no you know we could have separated because yeah he probably could have caught up with me but even on solos we tend to he tends to ride at my speed you know just because it's nicer but yeah (laughs) it probably wasn't I love that at that point (laughs) (laughs) no we've all we've all we've all been there we've definitely all been there Right, I'm going to go back to cushioning you. Um, <laughs> Sorry, thank you, Bab. Just always wanted to no, know. I'm like, fine. Right, now I've got no, you. No, more than. And I bet people want to hear it as well. Because when you're interviewing other people, never you never really get like that. I guess the information and stuff from you and learning about more of your stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, it is. It is great. But one thing I do want to know from you is a bit more about how you managed to film and get your footage on the bike because. I've seen some of, some of your videos actually go into how you manage it, but you've got kind of a few different cameras and yeah. techniques and things like that. And what works well? <laughs> um, so I use, oh, I've got it here, actually. I've got like a main camera that I use, which is um, like a Sony uh, a7 III, which is like a, a full frame mirrorless camera. And then um, and then I've got a, a couple of GoPros and then like a little small compact camera. And I guess it just depends on where, if I'm on the road, I'll generally take the big camera. But if it's going to be something like a really long Audax, then it's just the small ones because they weigh about, well, a couple of kilos. So a kilo and a half on your back or something, it can get quite uh, tiresome on long rides. So yeah, but I love the footage from it. And I just think, oh, it's going to be so much nicer. But you just, but, and I, I always, I started off filming on my phone. So I think just film whatever you've got really. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, your footage, you know, especially off that, um, the bigger camera, it always looks really oh, good. Thank and you. Um, I've forgotten his name now, but you've got your, your mate that rides with it on his back so you can watch you climbing. Oh, yeah. Really my cool friend Richard, idea. yeah. So he has, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the GoPro on the back. So if we ever go and do like oh, a it? really steep climb or we'll like do a segment of an effort, like he'll, because he's so fast. And he'll go ahead of me so he can film me. God, that's see, it sounds so narcissistic. Isn't it? Wow, film me climb. I think I just like to. See, <laughs> I like to see other people, like Joe on climb, so that if I'm going to go and do that climb, I can be like, right, I'm going to expect this, this, and this here. Like I just, I just love seeing climbs, and it's so nice to see it from the other direction. Because obviously, when you climb yeah. it, you can see it from one, and you go, oh, that's actually really pretty that way. Yeah, and I think you know, it's because this is the sort of stuff that you don't normally see, and like even like. 
if you watch pro cycling and things like that there's only kind of a selection of shots you get yeah. but the way that you're I think it makes you really involved in the ride and I think you know that's made me really keen to try and get as much footage as I can and hopefully we've got a bit of a unique perspective with me sat on the back of the tandem where I can you know have a GoPro yeah definitely I yeah, think yeah I think probably some of the best are um maybe like was what do you use now um at the moment I have a very cheap action camera GoPro rip-off from Aldi <laughs> do you know what I think they're really good for like do you know if you want to record if like you know if there's any crashes or anything but I think if you're doing this and you want the footage forever I would just say spend the money on like a really nice um like maybe like a little camera or a GoPro or there's like um what's the Insta is it Insta Go the little like little white little long one yeah I would have a look through yeah I'm thinking of yeah because I basically I wanted to um just try something and see what worked and yeah. how things worked first of all rather than buying something and not you know not being the right they are thing. expensive like I think yeah like that was a big I spent years saving up for this like this camera here the big one um and I, I actually bought it because I was doing Lands and John Groats and I wanted to film it so I did Lands and John Groats for that that was my first ever ride with it, it was literally the longest thing I'd ever done and I was just like well I'm gonna have to get used to it just chuck it on my back so yeah pretty good yeah so I reckon I think well yeah I actually think use your phone I would say spend money and get a good phone with a camera because then everything is on there the problem with sorry we're getting into tech stuff uh the problem with having like cameras or gopros is the footage isn't on your phone so if you wanted to share that on like socials it's going to be more faff getting that off yeah it's whether we we kind of do some you know I do some phone footage that maybe we're publishing at the time so oh, and then like stuff a, as well, you know, yeah. instagram live and then maybe try and get some footage for um video afterwards. you know to take home and then be edited later and um something on my, my to-do list is to see at some point if there's somebody you know that would want to take the footage and edit it yeah. and make you know um for example like jenny graham who's the female world record yeah. holder she um released her film eastbound in the last year and that's just it's really cool to see her, you know, yeah. as a little like feature film. It's and awesome, obviously really Mark Bain once got his documentaries and yeah. So I would maybe, go, maybe one thing I would say, and this is the thing that I always um, struggle with editing is on the date. So it's so like a personal chit chat now. Um, but I would say <laughs> when you start filming, say what kilometre you're at, even if you don't put this in the thing, just so that the person editing knows, because I sometimes get footage back and I'm like, well, where the hell was this? I don't even remember that bit of the ride like and try to fit that in just say like what kilometer you're at where you actually are just so that you you can slot that in easily yeah that's such a good point because I've done that before now I've started GoPro and Steve's like you didn't even say where we were like, or what you yeah know, I just I just feel like it's yeah because then you're just like well I don't remember because especially if you what you're doing 180 days worth of footage like that is <laughs> we'll completely lose track that's a really of... good point so I need to remember to say what day it is what, as well what day you're on <laughs> like what kilometer you're at I'll have no idea exactly just so that you can, when you're editing it back you'll be able to slot it in perfectly yeah I would do that no I think that's a really good point, actually. I don't know because I've balls up so many videos. So I'm like, hmm, maybe. Not <laughs> well, that's the thing. Aren't in order, yeah. Because yeah. I'm just like, I don't remember where <laughs> You've that done was. Done it before. <laughs> yeah. Fabulous. So, what's what's next on your agenda? I say this because I think I know, but <laughs> what's next on your agenda? What's what's coming up? The Do you know what? I've not actually got anything planned next year. Like literally nothing. I think this year I would try. 
I tried to plan in stuff and then it got cancelled and then like with all points north like I got an injury and so I'm kind of just like I'm just gonna see see where it is I mean I don't know that you have this as well but I kind of feel like when you when you do do big stuff you've not even almost finished the thing and someone's saying what's the next big thing then you're like I've only just got back from this like I just need to just have a little like breathe and see what I want to do I I think there's always that thing of like you want to do something bigger you want to do something better but actually I think it's just see actually what you enjoy doing I think you can get into that thing of like oh I do all that so I've got to keep doing all these big rides and actually sometimes I like doing more off-road stuff and I don't really know I've not actually got anything planned so okay. not like yeah you, I wasn't sure if you'd have a up. crack at maze all points north but that's yeah yeah that's kind of coming around relatively quickly, it is, isn't it isn't yeah it? really quickly I know I saw I saw the points come out for that but oh, have you seen? I think that's one, a really I'm sure one of them that yeah. one of them is hard not and I was like you absolute swine <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't either I think it is going to be hard not it will be sure. it's got to be hard I saw it and I was like that is definitely where hard not is <laughs> It'll be right in the middle of hard not rhinos, yeah. though, won't it? It will be the dip like down or something. Yeah. 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 And Absolutely. Some random post with a sign on yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, nothing real, not like not like your plans next year, but yeah, mine's pretty no. pretty quiet at the minute. Yeah. But I think there's something to be said for that. I mean, we obviously we finished the all points north and obviously we've got the trip of a lifetime plan next year but i've still got people going oh what other big rides are you doing in the meantime i'm no, like no 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 nothing this, nothing. This, this, we're this just going to keep ticking yeah and then, yeah so yeah we'll keep it steady i think and keep on going till so then. you go first of june um fifth of oh, june fifth, it off. starts yeah, fifth of june. june so there's um a uh, longer bank holiday i forget what it's it's for now um at the beginning of june so we're getting thursday friday saturday sunday off um as a bank you know two days bank holiday before the weekend so we leave on the sunday so hopefully if anybody you know friends family want to come out and see us off from we're leaving from the brandenburg gate in berlin so if anybody wants to come and see us off it kind of gives them the chance to do that so yeah oh, it's so exciting yeah yeah I think hopefully by the time I get there I'll be <laughs> excited but yeah it's just because I guess for the record then like do you have to document so much of it anyway because I know I was speaking to Marcia who had done she was like um self-supported like the joggle and when yeah, she was saying yeah, like the I've spoken to her yeah, yeah she was saying the amount of like stuff like that is almost harder than the actual ride because it's just so much stuff you have to prepare and get footage of and I think she said it was like something like 10 minutes of footage every day yeah so I don't think our recurrence quite that much but they certainly want video footage they want photos they want witnesses they want receipts yeah as well as the gpx track so yeah it's and that's part of the reason you know we've got to document it anyway so yeah. we might as well might as well make a cool decision. film out of it yeah yeah exactly so yeah we've got all that to do along the way too so who's responsible yeah. for that or is it going to be half half it'll be me oh, is it? <laughs> it'll definitely be me yeah <laughs> like if it's worth doing i'm gonna to have to do it myself make sure it's done right yeah yeah well you know if i'm on the back it kind of gives me a bit more that's true know. that's true yeah he's got to steer the thing all the way around so yeah, it's a bit of a division of labour. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair division, I think. <laughs> um, just a, a few more questions. Yeah, go for you. it. I've got a bit of tandem trivia. Um, I think I know the answer to this already because I think you've mentioned it. But have you ever ridden a tandem? Never, never, ever. 
I think I'd be too scared to do it. I'd, I think I would love to do it, but I, I, it's like showing you behind someone like on a group ride. I'd have to trust trust them so much. But yeah, I'd, okay, I'd give it a go. So I would definitely give it a the go. The next question. If you could ride a tandem with anybody and anybody alive, dead, even fictional, who would you who would you ride a tandem with? Uh, I think I'd really like who I'd trust enough to do it. <laughs> God, why is it taking me so long to answer? Hmm. I, I wouldn't want someone that was a pro because they would absolutely cane the descent. So I'm like, no, that'd just yeah. be too much. I think that's a good point. Maybe my dad. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> he um he does ride bikes. Um and we always have like a really fun time, but he doesn't ride them that much. So I think getting him on a tandem would be really fun. Yeah. Like have a chit chat oh, and like idea. Yeah, maybe my dad. Yeah. Only as well because I trust my dad so much. So I'd be like, I know he's not going to throw me down yeah. a descent. Oh, I think that's a fab answer. Really? Do you think you'd go on the front or the back? I oh, I would probably go on the front. Because yeah. I do more riding <laughs> than him. So I feel like, yeah. Because yeah. he used to take me on the back of his motorbike. So I kind of feel like it's like payback. Because uh, okay. it's like it's scared. Yeah. I did not like going on the back of the motorbike. It scares <laughs> the hell out of me. So yeah, I'd go on the front and then scare him. I'd take him down the fastest end. <laughs> or awesome. payback. Definitely. Um, and then we often say on the tandem, we're like joined by the frame, you know, kind of always together. Um, have you got anything for your rides that you're you're joined by the frame too is there anything that you have to take on your rides that you you can go without be it a bit of kit a bit of food is there anything that's like the oh, do you know what one thing that I really really like and it's um I don't know if you've tried them the Aeropex Aftershocks headphones have you heard of these uh, okay so they're basically they go so. on the outside of your ear they're like the bone ones yeah aren't they? the bone conductor ones and you can hear traffic still so if I'm on like really long solo rides, like if I'm doing like a 600k on my own, I love having them just so I'll put like a podcast in or like not all the time, but like if I, it's almost if I'm starting to feel like, I don't know, like a bit tired or a bit like, oh, I need like a bit of a boost. I'll just put kind of put those on, but they're really good. They're like waterproof, like they're really lightweight. Can't even really feel like you've got them on. And then sometimes like you can actually use them as um, like to you to make a phone call okay so like on like one of the rides mm. I was really struggling on the way home and my friend I was like ringing them and it was just like he's like come on you've got this or if, or if like um if my route's gone a little bit hayward I'd be like hang on why is it showing me this so we'll have a quick look on the map it's like oh well there's this or I'm like oh I don't know I just, I just find them a really useful piece of kit just for yeah like so like just I just think they're great I think they're really really good okay. I really yeah because I occasionally use like headphones that I'm using now with a mic and um if I need to make like a call from the back of the tandem yeah you know to like book accommodation and stuff like that but it does mean I can't hear Steve quite so well um I think I had a call once I don't think it was a job interview but it was something quite important oh God, I was like I'd got my headphone under my buff trying to hide the fact that I'm on the back of a tandem oh. taking 
although it was relatively important um but then I you know I really have to listen because Steve does call out you know he'll call out directions and turns and I I tend to do the signaling and things like that and you need to kind of know what's coming up as well so he calls like speed hunts and stuff so actually it might be quite beneficial to still be able to hear him they are really I I don't know where mine are actually they must be charging (laughs) but they they are really clever I'm really happy with them yeah so that's one thing I think food wise um food wise I, one thing I actually I make my own you, it's bagels I do like a bagel if I'm going to stop <laughs> off anywhere like and it's only like one brand of them that are, are really otherwise like the New York ones are a little bit dry when they're not cooked okay. whereas the Warburton's yeah. ones I don't know they just seem a bit more doughy they are they're my favorite to eat on a ride if I'm going <laughs> to stop at a garage it's that and like orange juice or a smoothie and a packet of crisps that's like my go-to what's your go-to yeah. like on a what would you get from a garage oh it completely depends on yeah what we feel like and yeah. do you not have like I've, a go-to you're like no because I try and pick so I'm not because you know what it's like you can get in there and you'd be wandering around going I don't even know what I want you waste so much time so I might have to try and be very like the same thing each time yeah I don't know I think I think kind of goes and it depends on feeling like sweet or savory or salty or hot or cold um so I think I spend quite a lot of time on the bike thinking about what I'm going to eat next (laughs) this is why we ride bags this is the whole point so literally like from one control I'm like right what am I going to eat at the next control this is (laughs) so true planning it I'm not even kidding and then by the time I get there I'm like right yeah I'm gonna get this and if you know what shop it is because I'm like oh if it's a co-op I know that they sell this this and this and you're like oh that's quite good at a co-op yeah I'll get yeah yeah and you're like oh they might have a bakery section or if it's like one of those like um petrol station garages like oh they've got a microwave I could have a you know yeah hi yeah exactly <laughs> I think which is your favorite if you're going to get any on, a, on an Audax or on a long distance what would be your favorite place to stop at um I think Quops and Spas are pretty good because you know what you're going to get there like a co-op I do like a co-op yeah 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 I mean late night petrol stations are always a bit hit and miss particularly if it's a big Audax and everybody's been through already yeah. the sandwich aisle is empty yeah it's just that's why you gotta get bagels <laughs> just make your own sandwiches see I never have that issue yeah there is that. Like, I just make my yeah. own little crisp sandwich can't go wrong no <laughs> I love it that sounds amazing fabulous one last question yeah Katie, go for if it. you don't mind go for it um why should we ride around the world on a tandem? Well, I mean, <laughs> why would you not? Like, <laughs> like that's that's the question is, why would you not do it? Like, there is no reason. Like, why, why like, I just think, oh, I'm so excited for you to go and do it. And I can't wait to see all the footage and see how you get on. It's going to be so, and it's so encouraging, so inspiring that that's what you're going to go out and do. It's honestly insane. Like, I <laughs> like it's just incredible 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 I really can't wait to see it oh fabulous thank you so much for coming to chat I feel like I could I could chat to I you know we, just want to chat. we should just do like a separate all that podcast that's what we need to do yeah, maybe, we should. maybe we should part two yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely up for it for sure oh fabulous well yeah we could definitely look into that but fab great you've been a star and yeah can't wait to see more of your videos in the future um yeah and everybody listening should definitely go and look you up on youtube it's just under katie cookerborough really isn't it i think yeah thank you pretty easy to find so yeah but really really enjoy those so can't wait to to see more come out in the future thank you so much thank you so much good luck with it